0: Recorded from Seattle, Washington. Here we go. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Plowline Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Tennell, and I'm here with my co host.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Jerry Ballarosa Tennell, Dr. Jerry Ballarosa Tennell, and um, Yes, this this is one of our first ones in a long time that I think uh podcast that you and I are doing together.
0: This is the the last time we did a podcast together, it was uh, a little over a year ago, and we did the five stages of, of decolonization.
1: Do you know about what time of year it was?
0: I don't know. No.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I always wonder about that, right, is like trying to see patterns, like... Did that happen around this year or last year at this time, because usually around November, like the second week in November, we can feel the um the shift in energy where everything just kind of like slows down
0: yeah i you know I've said before I don't know if I've said it on the podcast but i've I've said before that um. I was very young when I kind of became very aware of how the seasons seemed to influence me as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think a large part of that had to do with, uh, with um, being born close to summer solstice and uh, having grown up for a, a significant amount of time in, um, in dramatic environments like California, um, spending part of my year in California and part of my year in Alaska and seeing the way the sun moved through, uh, through the year and, and the way the light affected things. And, uh, there was, I've, I've noticed that there, once we move past the equinox, whether in spring or in fall, that we start to, uh, if we're moving towards summer solstice, the things start to ascend. They start to ramp up the energy starts to become Mm -hmm. high frequency Mm -hmm. and as we move towards winter um, you know and i think this second week in november is kind of a solid moment because we're we're past equinox we're moving towards winter solstice on december 21st uh you know where the light is the shortest here in the northern hemisphere and um and i think it's a time to slow down and so i think that that for certain um, this is the reason why it's been a year since the two of us have had a chance to sit down and um, and do a podcast together uh, and you know we've done a number of podcasts on our uh on our own uh you've done um i don't know probably a dozen podcasts with the evolution of Aloha this past year and uh and then we've done Several really good podcasts here on Plowline, and I've done a few of the Seattle Knot podcasts, which are also featured here on the Plowline um, network. And um, and so it's been a busy year, you know. Like we've we've had an opportunity to really push and move some things forward. And my thought was that maybe we would sit down and take an opportunity to kind of recap our journey over the past, I don't know, probably since 2019.
1: Uh, I would say, I would say, um, the pandemic. Yeah. right? Right. The pandemic. I think that's when things really started to, to change. And, you know, it's like, but I wanted to just take a moment, right. Um, just to, just for ourselves to feel on how, our bodies is starting to just kind of relax a little bit, take a breath. We've been running so much and so fast where it's like we haven't had the opportunity to really pause and take a breath. And now that things are slowing down, it's not it's not slowing down. And, you know, I think that's one thing with language, right, is like really being being cognizant of our language, the energy that our words um, carry and everything. But when I say slow down, it's not that, oh, man, the, 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 the um, chaos of the world is, is getting to us, right? Things that's happening outside is affecting us. They may be. I think what's important is how we respond to that. Right, mm-hmm. how we respond to the chaos. Yeah. And um right now there's a lot of things that's happening in you know in our world around us. And when I I see that the slowing down for me is being able to stop and take a breath to reimagine and revision what my purpose is and and relish and, and find joy in everything that we've done to get to this point. You know, the other day you were talking about the uh, attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. I, I work really hard every day, even though there's stuff that's happening in the world. I, I really try to work hard to Not acknowledge what's happening out there because I'd be ignorant, right? If i just be like, oh, stuff's not happening and I'm living in my bubble. Acknowledging what's happening out in the world. Practicing the resilience that we share with people. So practicing what we preach. So staying humble in our own journey and our own growth. And um, breathing into the next, the next part of this journey, which is writing the book, right? writing the evolution of Aloha, taking all of the experiences that I've gone through in, in this past six years of writing a dissertation has brought me to this place where it's like, oh my gosh, I can breathe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, uh, experiencing a very different, um, reality and, and yet leaning into the same tools that you talk about. Um, so, so going back, I'll just kind of recap. So in spring of 2019, um, I was finally able to, to leave, um, the business ventures that i had been doing for about 8 years and um and i had worked very hard we had both worked very hard to try and make that a reality for me because they were physically taxing and and i wasn't happy and uh and although i you know i certainly had a skill set for um building and running a business um i just it's not something i wanted to do and um and so you know, as things kind of began to ramp up with, uh, with COVID, that was 2020 actually, wasn't it?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that was 2020. Yeah. So it was the spring of 2020. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, April of 2020, I was able to leave and, uh, and it just so happened that it was at the same time that, that, um, you know, the, the shutdown was happening and, and, um, and you had started and had been in your job at uh, the school district for a year. And so I kind of tried to figure out, all right, well, what's next? And you had this business that you had been running for a while, Co3 Consulting, um, you know, kind of on the side as you went through your dissertation. And and I wanted to write and I wanted to um, get ideas down on paper, and which it has been an interesting process. and. Uh, by the time by the time we reached you know we, we we went into lockdown and and by the time we reached december of twenty twenty i think we were all feeling like okay really seriously need need something and i ended up getting connected uh with members of of the community um and uh helped be a part of um of the step up committee for the step up uh twenty twenty one
1: um and that's with leadership Snohomish and county, with leadership,
0: Snohomish county. Mm. and and that kind of opened up opportunities for me and i stepped into um uh, making uh, you know taking picking up co3 where you had let let off and so i did what i what i'm good at i i i worked to build a business and um and I you know, began to build a client list, and you began to reconnect with some of your um, former, you know, former relationships in, in higher ed. And, and uh, by the time we reached spring of, of uh, 2022, this past year, we had enough clients and enough work that we were pretty confident we could probably make something happen. And so you weren't happy where you were at. Because one of the things that, you know, that you and I both know, and, and we've been entrepreneurs for most of our lives, is that jobs, a job, it doesn't work well for us. It locks us into a system dynamic. And it's one that we don't feel like we have a lot of control over. It's one that we don't feel like we, we are able to um, ebb and flow within and even though that ebb and flow which is what we're talking about now is um at times very comfortable and at times extraordinarily uncomfortable at the very least we have the ability to we have the ability to navigate that and so uh and so you left the school district in July of 2022 and the two of us have been working co-3 um pretty heavily for um, about two years now, and especially this past year. And we've been delivering workshops and presentations with organizations on two different subjects, uh, the first being one that we wrote called the Healing the Colonized Mind, which uh, is a journey uh, that goes through history along with a set of mindfulness tools that the two of us have chosen to teach in order to process the information and allow us to move towards collective healing through a path of personal decolonization,
1: I think it's also important to, um, you know, I think the most important thing was as 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 we were going through all of this and you know writing my dissertation and the ebbing and flowing between, um, you know different processes, different different theories, different methodologies of how to do things. Um, you know, we, we navigate in all these different spaces. For you and I, yeah, it doesn't work for us to work in an organization or with, um, you know, in, with an institution. It doesn't work for us. That doesn't mean that it's it's better than anybody else, right? It just mean that it's different. Just different. That there are individuals out there who navigate this world. We all make up part of the whole. We are one part of the whole, and so, um, you know, I think when I, I don't know, I have, I and, and you and I had this conversation. I have this thing about going out and, and saying that. Uh, um, I'm teaching, I'm teaching about this because if wh- when I say that I, I'm teaching about a certain methodology, that indicates that I have um, knowledge in it, right? That I have expertise in, in, in this certain subject. When I say that I sh- I'm sharing information about all of these things, It puts me, I feel that it puts me on this level where we are all growing and we are all transforming daily, every day. And we're here to be mirrors of each other, that we are mirroring each other. And there's moments in time where we would experience a certain thing and we would use a certain um a certain practice that we've uh, that we've learned through our own journey, <laughs> right?
0: Well, I think I think a huge part of of what we've written and and what we've designed and what we're we're sharing is um, it revolves around um, the work that the two of us have done, one in educating ourselves and two in practition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so when I say the word teach, I, I don't have a, a problem with it. And, but, you know, but for me, it simply means that, um, that, uh, I, you know, we have to remain practitioners of, yes. of this work yes. in, in order to, um, otherwise it's just your, your, it's your opposer.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so when, when listeners are listening to us, there's an, another, another layer, right? Another layer of, of communication and understanding. There may be listeners out there that would listen to the things you say and how you articulate certain things. And they'll be like, oh yeah, that dude, that's awesome. There may be individuals that will look at me and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that she said that. Or why does she speak that way? Or whatever it is. That is the level of, um, of understanding that these individuals are coming in. There's all, it, it's multiple epistemologies. It's, it's multiple ways of understanding and learning and being in the world. So when people are listening to our podcast, if they're able to step in between you and I, where it's like, oh, I understand what he's saying. And I understand how, you know, what she's saying, how does this apply to me or how it does not? It's like it's, you know, I mean, I think it's important to just talk about how um, how we listen, how we how we speak, how we communicate Um
0: well, I think th- this is something that we've we've seen in our workshops as well.
1: Yes, <laughs> right.
0: You know, like you and I are c- two individuals who come from very different life mm-hmm. experiences. Mm-hmm. We come from different perspectives on the way that we navigate yep. the world, um, and and we have found a way in order to one um, s- remain on a path together in which we are interested in studying. Um, things that each other brings to the table, right? Yes. Like, check this out. Look at this.
1: Yes.
0: And, um, you know, and some of those things are small, and some of those things are huge, mm-hmm. you know, like whole systems, right? <laughs> you know, like when you decided you were going to get a master's degree in whole systems, you brought that to uh, into the table of our relationship. And and a year later, I, I went and got, uh, you know, and started the same program, the same master's program. And so... Um, and so we end up looking at these things from two different eyes. And uh, and the, and so what we've done is we've ended up building these two programs, Healing the Colonized Mind mm-hmm. and Whole Systems Leadership, that come from these two different perspectives, uh, your perspective, my perspective. And in doing so... Um, people are able to um come to the workshops or the podcast or whatever the case might be and they're able to see it from from two different points of view hopefully and and then add in their own point of view yeah it, it 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 is um it is a huge part of it but a big part of remaining in this and and being grounded in this is being practitioners of what we talk about yeah so being practitioners of whole systems principles mm-hmm. Bring uh-huh. practitioners of, uh, of healing principles in um, with what we talk about for healing the colonized mind, of de- personal decolonization, uh, and really most importantly, because the core tools to all of the work we do are the four mindful principles that we teach, which is self-reflection, self-regulation, and self-awareness practices that are based in resilience,
1: uh-huh. breath work. Yep journaling Yep.
0: and why did I just go blank on the fourth
1: and the fourth one <laughs> I know I did too yeah I did too yeah it's um life has been interesting life has been really interesting this past um this past year um but in a way aloha
0: I can't believe I went blank on aloha the guiding principles of Aloha, A L O H A: Ask, Listen, Observe.
1: Okay, we heart can focus. we edit this part out?
0: No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like wait, we talk about it all. I talk about it all the time. Yeah, I, yeah,
0: yeah. So those are the four tools that, that that we work.
1: Guiding principles of Aloha, breath work, breath work, re-
0: ha ha, resilience, resilience, and and journaling,
1: and journaling.
0: So journaling is a is a form of self reflection. Yes, breath work is a is ha is a is a form of, of building self awareness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, resilience is a form of, of self regulation. It's kind of all of them: yep. self, uh, self uh, reflection and um and self awareness. Yep. And uh, the evolution of aloha too is kind of all of them, right? right? Um. And so these tools are building these 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 three muscles inside of us. Uh, you know the muscles of self self-regulation, self regulation, um, um, self self awareness and self reflection. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, you know, and see, this is what happens. This is what <laughs> happens. We're so close to it. Today is Saturday. We're sitting in our living room. Our dogs are just right here. The fire's going. We're drinking. We're drinking some tea or coffee, and having this podcast. And this slowness, this ease that comes across our brain, we're like, what are are these tools that we teach again?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, you know, and so um, I think you you had talked about how, you know, this is a time for you to kind of slow down and and switch gears. And for me, um, I'm very much trying to do that, uh, you know, but... And I think a lot of people out there can probably relate to this. I have I, I live in and I admire the fact that that you do such a good job with kind of working through this. I live in almost a constant state of anxiety and um sometimes depression. And that uh and and in working through that by Work leaning into the practices of self reflection, journaling, uh, you know, leaning into uh, breath work, which I do with an inner balance tool, a HeartMath institute, inner balance tool, um, leaning into, um, aloha, which has been a huge part of, of our household for a long time ask, listen, observe, remain heart focused, and acknowledge and adapt. I mean, that is a huge part of. Our conversational debate and discussion format, and finally, you know, um, leaning, you know, building this muscle of resilience by training this vagus nerve um, connection between gut, heart, and brain. Um, the I'm trying to build my resilience, my attitude of gratitude. My I'm trying to do that, and it's difficult it's really difficult it it especially when the light starts getting uh you know less and less every day um especially when things kind of slow down and my business brain is so finance um focused um i'm looking at uh you know i'm looking at our budget i'm looking at our expenses i'm looking at our income and i'm constantly thinking well, we need to do this. We got to do that. We need to do this. We need got to do that, and and it's it doesn't allow me to live in the moment in, in this in this um, radical sort of way, you know, this radical presence, which is uh, we, which takes practice. It takes practice, and you seem to be able to um, remain in it.
1: it's not easy it's not easy I you know I mean um I've kind of I feel I feel that when I try right if I try to do this or I try to do that um I find myself in this place of disappointment when I'm not able to get to this place where I'm trying to go and I don't like that feeling. I don't like that feeling because that feeling then starts to bring up other things like um, failure and um, everything that comes with that, right? And then depression. And, and then I st- – I st- oh, just, whew, just talking about it, I can feel it, right? It, it, it's like um, – it's a very low, heavy energy, and when I feel that way, it affects my entire um, nervous system and every, every part of my organ, every part of my being, I start feeling it. So, you know, being that I only have one kidney, um, I, can, I can feel it in my remaining kidney. My one kidney takes it all and it shuts everything down and and you saw that happen to me just the other night.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if if you're if if and that's one of the things, right, is that um for the most part I think I think I see you doing this as a result of being a practitioner of this um over the past 10 years.
1: Yes. And you know I mean so it's like um when i i don't try anymore i i just be and you know it's like i do i i know what i need to do for my body i know what makes me feel good so waking up in the morning and going to pilates and getting my exercise in it helps to boost my my um my energy everything starts to feel alive um at six o'clock, 6.30 in the morning, the dogs wake up and it's still dark and it's still cold. And this past couple of mornings, it's been like 22, 23 degrees. Yeah,
0: it's been cold.
1: It's been cold. But I've been getting up, putting on my jacket and my shoes, and taking the dogs out, and it is so crisp, and the skies are so clear. And the sunset is just kind of like starting to peek over the mountains where everything is just orange and blue and purple. The sunrise. The sunrise. Yeah, the sunrise just starting to peek over the mountains and the sky is starting to turn, you know, just, just change these brilliant colors. And you start hearing the birds. You start hearing things, and you know, the car starting up and everything's starting to come alive. Mm-hmm. But when you can catch that moment. Right before everything starts to wake up, it it helps me to get grounded in what's to come. Right, and so I don't find I I don't find um, I could complain about it like I used to. Right, oh I don't want to wake up. It's so cold. Go play. Right, I'm like, no. Let's let's do this. I've got all the gear. I've got all the gear. And I can go out and I can, I can see the beautiful sunset. Sunrise. and Sunrise. <laughs> sunrise, yes. Sunrise. Um, and and as, I, as I'm saying this, right, just talking about I got all the gear, I know that there's individuals out there that see the same sunset as me. Sunrise. Sunrise. <laughs> I'm a sunset person, can you tell? Mm-hmm. sunrise that they're watching a sunrise the same one that i'm watching but they're not having the same experience as me
0: sure yeah i mean it's uh
1: because of access to gear
0: or because uh you know because of of uh mental state you know sometimes that that sunrise means another dreaded day right you know yeah another day of 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 schlogging it out another day of of trying to make it happen um you know another day of trying to remain in this reality and this reality sucks mm-hmm. um and I am so tempted to do whatever I need to do in order to shift this reality um spend my day watching YouTube videos or scrolling through social media feeds or consuming, um, something that, that is going to alter my, my state, um, you know, from, from coffee to alcohol, to marijuana, to other things. And, um.
1: And you're speaking from your own experience.
0: Yeah. In many, many respects. I mean, I've also learned, right. You know, I've I've learned that, all right, well, marijuana makes things worse. It doesn't make things better. So for the most part. Uh, For you. For me. Yeah. For me. You know, um, and so for the most part, I really don't, I really don't mess with it much. I just, it just doesn't, CBD helps, uh, CBD helps. I'll, I'll put CBD in my coffee in the morning. Coffee helps. I really like coffee, uh, always have. Um, and yet I can see how I'm using it. Uh, it's a, it isn't, you know, it is a, a substance in my life that is, that, that is there. Alcohol is something that I will definitely turn to in order to adjust my my mood it's a good it's a very good mood alter uh, <laughs> uh, the problem is is that um is that it's it's too easy uh it's too accessible and so I have to work really hard to ensure that i've got some regulation and some um y- you know some um intelligence around my consumption with with alcohol right um, food uh, you know I mean I can I can certainly over portion myself I spent you know I grew up in a in a household of over portions it's not hard to fall into those habits and then there's the things that I know that make me feel good right they do make me feel better getting up in the morning you know um, you know being up by 530 6 a.m 6 30 sometime in there that makes me feel good Getting up and going to Pilates, you know, getting an hour of exercise in—that makes me feel good. Getting outside and being in the sun when the sun is available—that makes me feel good. Sitting down and having an opportunity in order to create something, whether that's a piece of writing or that's uh, you know uh, a new a new slide deck, um, which you know to present some of these ideas that we work on, those things make me feel good. Um, being in connection with other people—this is an important one because. I will work myself, especially if I'm not going to a job every day. I will work myself into a little place where um, I can I can just be comfortable and just you know leave me alone. But I end up descending into depression when I do that. Um, you know, spending time doing breath work on a daily basis with my inner balance tool that helps a ton. Spending time in self reflection in a journal, it helps. All these things help um it helps you it helps me, yeah, and if i if, and and we teach them because we know that that uh you know that that not just from our own practice but from the research that's out there, you know we teach these as 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 t- mindfulness tools because they help they help people and um and so. It's easy not to do the things that, that that make things better. And it's easy to do the things that make things worse. And I've got to be very mindful of that. Mm-hmm. I would like to be in a place where I no longer try, where I'm just in the moment.
1: I think that's, uh, well, yeah. And everybody's going to get to that place, right? I mean, the way that I'm um, describing you know how i don't try just be it's going to be different it's going to be different i can only i can only describe what my experiences are what i'm feeling and you know everyone might experience it and feel it differently yeah you know i mean but one of the things that i do also try to be aware of is when i hear Someone describing a certain event that they've experienced. I try to, I try, right? I look, I I listen, and I observe what's happening in my body on what I'm feeling when I hear them experiencing a certain thing. And sometimes I feel like I want to covet that. Mm. I want to. I want to feel that. I want that. And I think when we start to do that to one another, one, um, we we would find ourselves either idolizing that individual, mm-hmm. or um, or demeaning that individual, mm-hmm. right? Depending on on what we want to covet. From them,
0: well, yeah, and and part of that's probably you know based off of one if we admire them because we think that that what they're saying is possibly achievable for us, and so we follow them Mm -hmm. in order to in order to figure that out. Or two, we've resigned ourselves that that's not possible for us, and so and so we demonize it. Mm -hmm. We demonize them, right? Yeah, you know, I I have been in that place of of radical presence um, on several occasions in my life and is
1: that what it's called radical presence
0: that's what i'm calling it that's what my counselor calls it which is another thing that i do um you know i do counseling i I meet with a counselor once a month um i've been in counseling most my life on and off you know there have always been periods of my life since adulthood where i've been in counseling i think that talk therapy is can be extraordinarily effective and and uh and work um uh, you know, as of right now, I've spent the basically 14 months, once a month, in, in talk therapy. And it does help. It helps that I have a very well, good counselor, too.
1: Listen to what you're saying. You're saying talk therapy. Yeah. That's aloha. That is aloha. Right? You, too, are on the phone, or if you're on Zoom, or whatever it is, you're still... In that forward-facing momentum, right, paying attention to one another, listening to one another, yeah, and sharing stories, talking with one another, yeah, That's high. you're you're sharing the breath, so I
0: am, yeah, and you're
1: practicing aloha.
0: I am practicing aloha, and you know, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with um, there's nothing wrong with prescription drugs that to help with depression and anxiety. I have just avoided. Um, I've just avoided those because I, I know, I know, I know that I've been in these places that you describe where I no longer try. I just, I mean, I just am, I'm just being, I've been there and I know I can be there again. Um, that I know that there are things that I need to let go. I, I need to let go. I need to let go of, uh, you know, of, of. I think it's fiscally irresponsible not to not to run a business without a budget and understand where you're at. Um, it's a compass, but when it becomes uh, when it becomes the 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 goggles in which you are looking through, and and instead of it being a way to guide your direction, it's the land, you know, it's the landscape you're seeing, right? It's like. St- it's like um going on a hike while always staring at the map and <laughs> yes. and never right and ne- and never yes. looking at the trail in front of you.
1: Yes. That's wayfinding.
0: Right. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like stomping into the creek while looking at the map and saying, <laughs> "Okay, according to the map, we're going through the creek." Right. Well, you're going through the creek because you're going through the creek.
1: Right. It's it's like looking looking at a map and not navigating yourself by feeling the the wind which way is the wind blowing right uh the temperatures of the water the formation of the clouds the um the the traveling of the stars right which
0: all happens in the moment right right when you're (laughs) staring at the map you're saying we're going through the creek right now we just went past the glade (laughs) and we're heading to the canyon the canyon's going to be treacherous. I'm a little worried about it. Right. I can't believe we made it through the glade okay. You're no longer in the moment.
1: Right, You're exactly. You're in the
0: future and you're in the past. Right. And uh, and the present is determined right. not by the information that you're taking in by being in the present, but by the information you're taking in by, by, by reading this map.
1: And the map is just a guide, like you were saying. It is just a guide. It's like, okay, here's the mountains... Here's the river, you know, or whatever it is. This is the islands. This is, you know, this is where we are. This is how far off we are from this part. It's just a guide. But the true navigation and the um, the adapting and the emergence is from being in the moment simultaneously with the guide in your hand, still looking around you, knowing it's like, okay, you know what? I believe this is the way we're going to go. Trusting yourself, trusting the people that you're in community with. So then that way you can navigate whatever you're doing together. Right. Yeah. Because then it takes multiple perspectives as well, too.
0: Yeah, totally does. You know, uh, yeah, you know, when we're not in community, um, we're, we're destined to live out through our own, per, uh, our only singular perspective. And the problem right. with that is that, um, uh, we, you know, we think that's reality and, mm-hmm. it, and it's, it's not, it's just a single, singular perspective.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, I mean, it's, you know, that's, uh, when we start talking about, um, you know, how we are navigating, you know, wayfinding emerging that's a whole systems
0: that's whole systems
1: that's whole systems and so you know i mean i I feel that when we when we are when we are out there and we are sharing about healing the colonized mind and about whole systems design (laughs) it's like sharing our life it's like sharing our life and how we navigate the ambiguity of the unknown on how we we lean into discomfort for understanding and learning that it's not a crisis but an opportunity to pause and revision and to and to refeel right to reground ourselves and so this this is the time even though it's like okay yeah you know what it's a little tight right now right it's a little tight right now and and I, I see it. But I see it for what it is right now. I know the seeds that we're planning. I know I know the, the the courses and the development. Like we are in constant develop developmental mode. Yeah. We're constantly developing things. Yeah, we are. To share. We are. And so, you know, I mean
0: And we've got you know, we've got long term visions for we sharing. Do.
1: We do have you know. long term visions. I
0: mean, at one point in time whole systems uh, whole systems was a long term vision. Even when we graduated from the program, along with almost all of our peers, we were all kind of scratching our heads like, What did I just spend two years doing? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just... Because because you're literally <laughs> learning a new paradigm, a new frame through which you're going to view the world, one that we're not taught in school, exactly. that, that we don't practice, but is based off of not, not the separation and, and the decompartmentalization of, of things in order to make them work, but on the interconnected nature of them and the emergence that happens between the parts.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, and and that's where this is where we can talk about competence and humility, mm. right? So the competence is we've we've learned about host systems, um, you know, at Antioch University, and we that's all we did. And then it's like when we graduated, we're like, okay, how are we supposed to apply this stuff? Yeah. How are we supposed to apply this? What does this mean? What is this going to transfer to? Yeah. Right? What skills is it going to transfer to? Are these transferable skills? is whole systems leadership, transferable skills, and we all had that question, and now it's like, oh shoot! Well, it's
0: transferable. It, it, the, where it's transferable if if um, because what ends up happening is is the world keeps going and and uh, and it keeps delivering to you. All these um, circumstances and experiences, and mm-hmm. and if you want to continue to see them the way you you once did, you know, either linearly or um, or critically deconstructionally, then um, those events become these isolated packets of events. Well, I had a hard time in the spring, but things got a lot better in the fall, and and uh, and I'm sure that my efforts that I'm putting in now are going to come to fruition and and have you know great outcomes. Or you can see them holistically, which is wow, this is quite a journey, and I've really learned some things in the spring and uh and I was able to pract- put some of those learnings into practice in the in the fall and um and I'm planting seeds right now that are going to uh you know that are going to come to fruition, and I'm not real sure what that's going to to deliver, but it's going to deliver something that is going to move me in a new direction
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um and that's where the humility comes from. Yes. It comes from living it out. And the only yep. way you can live it out is by choosing to look through that new framework, that new right. paradigm that you've, that you've spent two years.
1: And what that means, if you're going to, you know, start shifting and transforming with, you know, I mean, with transformation, there is this uneasiness, mm. right? It's like um, change doesn't hurt it's the resistance to change that hurts. Mm. And our bodies are so used to and so accustomed to doing things certain way, input, output, input, output, that if there is a shift where it's like, I just put this in, but I'm not getting this, oh my God, what the hell? In that moment, there is this discomfort because to adapt, to, to see things different differently means to adapt. To adapt means to change. And if you're resistant because you've been doing it the same way, <laughs> there's going to be chaos in yeah. that moment. Right. Right? And so it's like this is where the breath work comes in. Let's pause. The resilience comes in where it's like, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I know that this is what I feel. Um, I'm going to breathe through it. Right? The, the self-reflection. Why am I feeling this way? What, it, what is it? What happened here? Right? Ask, listen, observe. The Aloha, the guiding principles of Aloha guides us to transforming the whole entire conversation, adapting to change and being like, oh, okay, you know what? It's a little, it's a little, um, it's a little rocky. It's a little scary. It's, I don't know what the hell's going to happen, but you know what? I've been here before. Yeah. I've been here before. Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay,
0: and I, I, you know, and because we are the way we are, you know, um, we have lots and lots of future ideas for where we want to take this. Uh, you know, the podcast, um, all of our writing um, on Medium.com backslash Plowline. Um, you know, um, the the work we do on on our social sites, the work we do in our workshops, the work we do in our one on one coachings. All of all the work
1: that we do in community with each other,
0: yeah, the work we do in community, all all of this is, um, you know, is moving towards trying to create a transformative society, Uh a society that 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 can begin to um, emerge into this 21st century and find a way through the dissonance that we're living through right now, and by looking at this dissonance, one, through a colonized lens, and two, through a whole system's frame, one of the things that we've come to and, dis- and, and learned and, 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 uh, and researched extensively is that we are in this time of dissonance because we are sitting in a time that is demanding us to change, mm-hmm. and we are resisting mm-hmm. that change. <laughs>
1: Mhm and on all accounts on all
0: accounts on, on all, all accounts. levels yeah. uh, on in all pillars of society mm-hmm. yeah. economically politically religiously um you know culturally uh, yes. uh, in 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 all aspects of of our society we are resisting the demand to change right and um and there are elements within our within our society that have power and they have influence that are taking these moments these demands for change and they're folding them back in in a reactionary loop back into the old way of being they're mm-hmm. monetizing it they're mm-hmm. profitizing it they're powerizing it and uh and we think that 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 because the messages that they're delivering to us are are um this is change but it's not change
1: right it's not change
0: <laughs> it what it is is it's rebranding relabeling and propag- propagandizing
1: well what I think what it's doing it's it's protecting itself, right? It's
0: protecting itself. Yeah,
1: it's protecting itself. So, you know, I mean, um they believe that it's change. Right. But it's not, it's just protecting themselves from change. Right. is what it is. Right. Because to step into the real change means that you need to be vulnerable. Yes. You need to be open. Right. You need to Question, right? It's it's all of the aloha that we talk about, and 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 people aren't ready. I don't think people are ready to to go there.
0: I think people are ready to go there. I think that they, I think that 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 they don't even know that the there is there.
1: <laughs> that's true,
0: right? Yes, because because, that's true. because they're stuck in this reactionary <laughs> mm-hmm. loop. They're not yeah. they're they're not putting themselves into the flow of a feedback loop. A feedback loop being. Uh, the difference being a reactionary loop reinforces perspectives and paradigms, yeah. whereas a, f- a feedback loop through the singularity of inquiry creates uh, a feedback loop for us to be able to self-reflect, self, uh, you know, become self-aware of, w- of what's going on within us and around us, and to self-regulate.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this: Yeah, how are you practicing? feedback loop
0: right no that, that that's the whole point right the whole point is that um is that um i'm leaning into these practices and um in in an effort to try and build those muscles but um but still finding myself in this re- reactionary loop in this reinforcing loop of um of uh things aren't working out the way i want them to mm-hmm. you know things aren't Right, and and that's um and and that's because I'm not leaning into the whole systems principles. I'm not leaning into the emergence. Right, I'm not allowing things to emerge. I'm not trusting. Um, in I I'm I'm leaning into the idea of uh, that the universe is is a universe of scarcity when it's a universe of abundance and that this abundance is, is all around yep. us.
1: And see what you're describing right now is a reason why for me. I say share and not teach because Uh, you are still in this place of learning yourself. Always. And my dad always said, you know, don't, you know, you can't master others until you master yourself. Right. And we will, which pretty much means you will never master yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. You you will always be in
1: learning. Yes. And so that's why, with that's what
0: the great masters understood.
1: Exactly. They understood
0: that they were students always.
1: Always. That's why I don't say teach. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I say I say share, especially especially with adults, right? You know, I mean, uh, and 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 many adults have been through a lot of things. Some 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 people have been through more than we have. We've all had different experiences, and you know, as adults, we know that there is a lot of life that we've lived. And so, I don't go in to teach adults. I go in to share experiences with adults in hopes that they will share their experiences with me, and together we can figure out how to change what we have right now.
0: yeah, I think that's wise.
1: yeah, that's yeah. just me
0: I think that's wise, yeah, so you know we we do have uh, we do have hopes, and we do have hopes um not just individually, you know, but also collectively in community. And, uh, and that hope is about building a society of transformation, mm-hmm. leaning, into, um, leaning into the reality that in, in order to emerge out of this current reality that we live in, we have to collectively build systems that make the old systems obsolete this idea of tearing down systems and and dismantling systems you can only do that so far um if in the process you aren't building systems that make those old systems obsolete then it really doesn't matter then you're just knocking yourself back to the stone age
1: isn't it isn't it funny that um you know we've heard of uncle bucky you know quote on making um you know creating new systems to make the old systems obsolete buckminster fuller Yes. Buckminster Fuller. Um, You know, we, we've heard about, about this quote and we've, you, for a long time, for, for, for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And now we're in this place where like, oh, now I understand. Now I understand what, what, you know, what he meant by that. So, yeah, it's exciting. This is I think it's exciting times. I think it's exciting times. You know, I mean, it's we're definitely in this place of a of lull. The you know, we're in this place where um it's time to reflect on, you know, just things that that you know, we've experienced and what did we learn and how do we take this into the next step and how do we continue to grow? It's been a beautiful, challenging, but beautiful process.
0: Yeah, it has. Uh, and there has been transformation. I think that it's, it's time for some things. It's, it's, you know, it's time. This winter needs to be a, a winter of, um, you know, of standing up a winter of leaning into uh, being in the moment Um, a leaning uh, and and a winter of trusting that there is um, emergence at work that we live in a universe of abundance and with that i want to invite our listeners you i i know that there have been many um individuals out there who have who have uh who have caught these podcasts that we do and they enjoy them and they wait for them and we greatly appreciate you. It's time to do something in community. We need you to share these podcasts. We need you to um, rate them on the platforms that you are um, that you're listening to. We need you to help us, build this community together.
1: People don't need to do anything. They don't. They don't they don't need to do anything. It's a it's a it's an invitation to continue to support one another as um as we as we look to the future of, you know, what is it that what is it that we all want? What is it that we all care for? What is it that, that matters? This is where I feel it's really important where a Margaret Wheatley talks about turning to one another. Right? And this is one of the books that I've been reading. And, and it's uh, this book, Turning to One Another. It's uh, Simple Conversations to Restore Hope to the Future. And that's what, that's what we're doing here. Right? That's what we're doing here. We're we're sharing the sacredness of Aloha. We are sharing our experiences and our learning and our knowledge with with everyone out there that is listening. And so, you don't need to do anything. But I'm I'm asking for I'm asking for help. I'm asking for support. I'm asking to be part of this bigger community that only together, only together, we can change it. And this is the time where we turn to one another. We call upon one another to be here for each other. And so there's different ways that individuals could do this. They could go on to our Patreon.com backslash plowline productions and they bec- they can become a supporter there. Um, sharing sharing the aloha by by sharing these podcasts with with other individuals. And you know, like you were saying in the beginning, Jeremy, we both have we have the plowline podcast we have the evolution of aloha podcast you've got the seattle knot all of these are um um wisdom captured on the cloud <laughs> mm. <laughs> that can be shared that can be shared with with uh, one another and so yes i would i would um i believe in us i believe in us i believe that that we can we, we can make it through it, it's it's uh, it's a uh, challenging it's um it's uh, it's difficult but it's also it's it's a beautiful process if we're able to see through the nuances of our socialization and know that if we want to see a better future for every single person, then we've gotta do this together which means that we've gotta continue to grow and learn how to dance with uh, ambiguity.
0: Well, we wanna thank everybody for joining us again. We really appreciate your time and we really appreciate your, uh, your listening and your participation in this community.
1: Thank you, everyone. Um, we wish you a very happy holiday, spending time of reflection and hope and gratitude with your families, your friends, and your loved ones. So until then, a hui hou.